would like to introduce our speaker for today, Nancy. Hi, everybody. I'm Nancy, and I am a compulsive overeater. I feel very grateful to be here. Um, it's been a long time since I've had uh, any abstin- uh, some abstinence to uh, qualify to speak at, at this meeting. Uh, so I'm going to take you through some literature and what's helped me in the past six months, six, six and a half months. Uh, I'll start with uh, a reading from the 12 Step Within. This is conference-approved literature. Uh, and the recognition, I go to the 12 Step Within meetings. They have one on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, and we have one at 1045 right after this meeting weekly. And I started going to this meeting about five years ago. I went, I went to it dragging and screaming. I did not want to go to a relapse and recovery meeting because I didn't want to face the reality of Yeah, I have been in relapse many times. Okay, so here's the reading. We all need to be loved and accepted, not because we are abstinent, not because we are go-away, but just for who we are. This is especially true of OA members who are still suffering. They have been in program for some time, perhaps for months, maybe even years, but either they have not yet attained abstinence or they are in relapse. When asked what helped them most, People who have gone through this painful experience agree on one thing, being loved and accepted, even when they were compulsively overeating, even when they were falling apart emotionally, even when they felt hopeless and unlovable, was the key to their eventually loving and accepting themselves, and from there, getting abstinent. I hear that every week. It just gives me, warms my heart, you know, uh, even during the time that I was in relapse. So it changed with uh, six months ago. So ex- explaining what happened, as well, at the beginning of the year, I had a holiday picture taken with my four adult children, and um, I was very surprised at what I saw. Shocked would be a better word. I knew I had been eating, but I didn't realize it showed up like that because I just look at myself it's from the neck down, uh, neck up. Uh, so I knew that I uh, was feeling really scared, scared because as I would go to bed at night, I would think um, my two grandsons, who most of you know live with me, uh, were going to just come into the bedroom and find me dead of a heart attack. I just, I, I had that. Both my parents died of heart disease and had heart attacks. And they, I have lived 15 years more than either, each of my parents so, you know, I feel some, in some senses, in the past, I have felt, well, anytime now, Nancy, anytime now, HB, I don't feel that anymore. But when I was in relapse, I did feel that because of what I was, my participation in, uh, in my uh, eating. So um, I uh, recognized after the first of the year, I started advocating for myself, like, like what, you know, I don't want to be doing this. I tried going back, to, I tried starting, you know, some kind of a food plant for myself, sponsoring myself. Then my, then somebody came became available to be a sponsor that um, I'm so grateful to that person for being in my life. And um, so I want to read from the big book, because this is a part, I'm a literature person. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living, oh, page 417. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not had a single compulsion to drink or eat.
and acceptance was the answer to all my problems. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, or thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, or thing, or situation as being exactly the way it is supposed to be at this moment. And um, I read that part because when the person, the sponsor that I have now became available, it was a surprise. In other words, I've been coming to meetings and uh, hadn't seen that person in a while. And then when I saw that they went they were available to sponsor, I thought like, oh, I've worked with that person before. Do they want to work with me again? I don't know. And I just sort of advocated. Thank you. I advocated for myself of yes, you know, just just ask. The worst that could happen is the person could say no. Well, they didn't say no. And so, um, yeah, I've had a lot of amazing guidance. Um, and then I went, when I started getting, this was a month before I got abstinence. I, st- I started with, with, with uh, the shelter in place. We started a new, I didn't start it. I, it was started. And we um, have a three-minute meditation and then a t- 10 minutes for writing. So I started attending that meeting. It's at 12 o'clock noon, Monday through Friday. So I'll write what I wrote. This was a month before I got abstinence. The question was, while in my disease, how did I demonstrate that I had no self-control? By going to the kitchen to get some water and going to the fridge to have a snack instead. Last night, it was two small drumsticks. The night before, some bites of leftover stir-fried veggies. I couldn't keep myself from picking up just a bite of the food I'd fixed for a future meal. Another instance, yesterday while cutting up fruit for my grandson, because I'm attempting to be generous and fix some food for him, I cut some large slices for myself. It was an unplanned snack. I recognized I had the seafood, eat food mentality. Then there's also buying food for my grandsons, attempting to think of them, but in reality, eating that food later in the day. And lastly, I'd done many times in my relapse, going to the fridge, standing, looking and talking to God and saying, okay, okay, God, what are we going to eat? You know, being very disrespectful, just selfish, like, like God was nothing, it wasn't important. What are we going to eat? And after I had made that statement, that just really let me go and I would just go to the fridge and eat, you know, knowing that God was with me. I had said these words so disrespectfully, I felt I had no choice but to eat. And, of course, that food led to more. So that was a month before my abstinence. Uh, my abstinence date is May 23rd. Um, and and the, uh, some of the things that I've done in this abstinence, I'll, I'll write, is uh, I do a 10-step daily. I, call, I talk to my sponsor every day. I, um, I do meditation. I learned meditation at an OA retreat last year. And uh, it's a lengthy meditation that is so powerful for me. I mean, it's just such a help to, um, I have, you know, just that emotional connection with a higher power. So many answers come to me when I'm in meditation of how to live my life for the day or, uh, you know, I'm just in the now. I'm basically in the now. All this shelter in place has been in the now, right now. And I do go from one part of the day to the next. I just feel like I'm taking the next right action guided by this higher power. And um, it doesn't feel difficult. I'm able to have three meals a day. I take a picture of my food and send it to my sponsor each, each meal. It's one plate. I've learned how to not 
pick up a bite of something like a, like a, a piece of veggie and I'm going to cook it. I'll take a bite. I've learned how to do that. I'm just learning so much about myself in the writing. And then the writing continued on. I went. I was going to that meeting for a good three, four months and writing probably three, four times a week. Uh, the things that I've gained from this um, recovery is um, the emotional connection with my family. I set up a Zoom account so the Many of the Saturday nights, we, I have four adult children and I have eight grandchildren. So that all of them come all the time. But it's just really nice to know that they connect. We connect in some way. Um, I have a lot more energy. I mean, I live in a two-story house and I used to talk about, I don't go downstairs at all. I don't go downstairs to do the laundry. I go downstairs to get the mail. You know, my body was just too heavy to carry up and down those stairs. And now I'm doing much more. Um, I have a lot of energy. I do things around the house. I rem- I realized I have a cleaner house because this must seem trivial, but with my body and the way the size that it was, I did not want to bend over and pick up a piece of paper if it was on the floor. Bend over if you know some food went on the floor. Like it's just staying there. You know I'm not cleaning up after that. And now I walk around my house and I pick up a little piece of whatever. It's like I'm shocked that I'm bending over. I'm doing things that with my body that I was not able to do. The weight loss that I've had, which my sponsor um, reminds me, it's not about the weight. It's about the eating. It's about, you know, my higher power. But I told my sponsor, I said, for me at my age, you know, I'm old. I'm... <laughs> I'm old, folks, and I'm 77 years old. And, uh, you know, at my age, I just am surprised at uh, the things that I can do. And, you know, and I know it's about getting some of this weight off me so I can live a healthier life. Second five. Thank thank you. And so um, so I do have some thoughts of the weight when I weigh myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going in the right direction. Uh, but and so uh, so taking this weight off and having it be, be released by my higher power is important to me. I've started some movement, which I was I'm I'm now saying I'm a former couch potato rather than saying I'm a couch potato, which I was saying last week. I'm a couch potato. Now I'm I'm a former couch potato because I'm starting to walk, even if it was I started with five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I'm up to 20 some days um, because I all this weight walking around on my feet. I couldn't do it. It was really difficult. It was hurt. My feet hurt. Um, and so uh, I've also taken up some chair yoga, which uh, is really, am I moving my body in ways that I didn't, I didn't know. Like I had some, you know, muscles in my back or my arm, you know, like I'm, my body is moving in ways that I didn't know could move. Um, so I guess I just wanted to recognize mostly that I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of acceptance and gratitude started way back when. So I also want to talk about the meeting that I changed to, I don't know, maybe a couple years ago, I started going to a different meeting. I stopped one meeting on and that day and went to a different meeting. And it's what I love about it, it's called the Commitment to Abstinence. It's on Mondays at 6.30 here in the city. And I love the title. Every time I, you know, we talk about commitment to abstinence. 
And so here's some with the pamphlet commitment to abstinence, which I recognize. I'm reading just a couple of them. Cultivate continued acceptance of the fact that our choice is between uncontrollable compulsive eating and doing without that first compulsive bite. Let's see. A first bite or continued eating, eating, eating. Ah, maybe I'll do without that first bite. Uh, avoid cultivating or dwelling on thoughts about any real or imagined pleasure once derived from certain foods and avoid talking about them. I'm in the now. I'm in the now of appreciating what am I going to go to the store to buy for now? What am I going to fix for now? Not what other people are eating, What not what the holiday, you know, for the holiday. One grandson came up for Thanksgiving. We had a protein and we had roasted vegetables and he was happy. That's all we had. It was a fantastic, enjoyable day and he helped fix the food he said grandma this is the first time that i've helped fix thanksgiving dinner for the two of us (laughs) um and thank you and then the last one and again this is from the commitment to abstinence pamphlet wherever it is remember that each time we face a situation without eating compulsively it will make it easier for us to abstain the next time Making abstinence a priority strengthens our commitment. Many times we're afraid we won't make it. Although the drive to overeat is powerful, it cannot really hurt us as long as we don't act on it. Our experience shows us that even the strongest urge will pass. Now I must say that I haven't had many urges. The the one urge that I have had that I'm put down now for uh, uh, several weeks is that eating that bite before my planned meal. But I haven't had those urges between meal at all. I have a healthy, you know, amount of food, and I know what I'm going to eat. I mentally know. I know I'm going to send it to my sponsor. I feel a connection with trusting my sponsor and being honest with my sponsor. This is the first time that I have ever, or this is way back when um, I was, uh, you know, first working with that sponsor. I um, was able to call and say, I want to eat. I, in 20, over two decades of eat, of here, eating, being in relapse, I have never called anyone before I ate that food. Never. I wouldn't even call like the minute after and say, I just ate compulsively or I ate this terrible whatever. And that's the first time I've done that. So I just really recognize like, okay, higher power. Higher power is doing something that, you know, I'm able to call my sponsor and, um, so I've done that just a couple of times. So, so just something's going on. I don't have, I don't have to have, know the answer. I just have to you know, follow my path that my higher power gives me each moment of the day. And I am in gratitude and acceptance. Thank you all for listening. And I must say that uh, at first, I, when I was thinking about my share, I thought, oh, what's my topic going to be? But then I realized, oh, we don't have a topic in this meeting. But what I will say is... I'd like to hear from those of you who normally don't share. So let's hear some voices and visitors. It would be great to hear from you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for my recovery. Thanks.